Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. going on everybody as you join in uh just gonna give a heads up we are going to um limit today's episode to 30 minutes max um i'm getting caught up on some work that is needing to get caught up on and i am uh needing to make sure i take care of all that but also making sure I'm tuning in and joining you guys as we do every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. What's going on, Kristen? Welcome. Uh, ben said speed run episode. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think we're working on just trying to tighten up the plan here moving forward. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, not let not let stuff get too far out of hand before you know before addressing stuff, right? Uh, just optimizing that three S's of self three S's of self awareness. Um, yes, yes, yes. So as everybody joins in, I'm gonna kick it off straight to it with uh, with our intro. Uh, for those of you who are joining in for the first time. I want to welcome you to another episode of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. I'm your host, 13-year pro, MLS Cup champion, MLS Comeback Player of the Year, UC Davis Hall of Fame member, Black Players for Change founder, NFT collector, a.k.a. the first pro soccer player in the metaverse, MSL coach, and Oakland Roots striker, Quincy Marroquois. You might be asking yourself, what is the MSL? Might be a a little hint for you. But that's what we're here to break down and discuss every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, live here on the Perfect Underscore Soccer Instagram account. The Mental Strength League, a.k.a. I'm in your head. Drop the I'm in your head emojis. Benjamin's already dropped it. I'm in your head emoji because he knows what it is for today's speed run episode. Um, for those of you who are just now tuning into this hashtag frequency, it is a game of mental 40 chess, one where you are either aware and an active participant or you are a part- or you are a pawn in the game instead of getting played. And we talked about how to maximize your your position as a pawn on the board two episodes ago. So episode 133. But simply put, the MSL is the mindset you need to accomplish your goals. Now, why should you have this mindset so you can learn how to learn? Why learn how to learn so you know how and when you're stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it? And when does this mindset start? 
the moment you take personal responsibility for where you're at, even if where you're at isn't your fault and put forth a plan to learn what you need to, to continue forward. So if you guys are ready for today's speed run episode, a la Benjamin, I'm going to need you guys to spam that heart button, uh, drop some mom in your head emojis and, uh, share some questions you may have in the chat or in the community box. <clears throat> And uh, we'll get to answering them <clears throat> while everyone is doing that. I will uh, bring up a recent podcast strategy that can overcome. There we go. A recent podcast that I did with my uh, current teammate Max here on the Oakland Roots. Um, him and his father interviewed me on his on his pat, uh, podcast, the Marathon Minute. Um, I think it dropped on all the audio platforms of your choosing on Monday. Um, it was a great conversation, had a great time. Uh, lots of gems in that one. Max came prepared with some awesome questions and uh, the dialogue was was dope. Um, uh, speaking of the three S's of self-awareness, it was a great opportunity to self-reflect on my career so far, uh, which is we're, we're coming up on the completion of year 13 as we continue on this playoff push here with the roots. Um, yo, John Hollinger just joined in. Congratulations, John. I saw that you had signed a contract in NISA. What is the, the name of the team that you'd signed with? I just, I just recently saw the news earlier. Um, congratulations on that. Um, yeah. What number professional contract is that for you? Uh, Graham, welcome. Good to see you, brother. Um, yeah, so if you guys haven't had an opportunity to to listen to that podcast, I'd highly recommend it. Um, follow Max over on Instagram, um, as well as his uh, podcast account. Uh, Brooklyn, welcome. McNasty, what's going on? Uh, if any of you have actually listened to the episode already or, you know, uh, caught some of the clips that have been posted and reshared on social, let me know your thoughts. Uh, McNasty dropping soccer ball on your head emoji. Oh, let me pull that up as well, too. Uh, ben Ben had said, we have gone over how to make the maximum about being a pawn, but what about when you are a higher piece? Okay. I've been spending a lot more time thinking about that. <clears throat> you know, when you've spent a lot of your time being a pawn on the board, right? And learn how to survive as a pawn, how to maximize your potential as a pawn. You eventually, and ideally the goal, right? Is to, uh, move your way up the ranks and start in a higher position with more, uh, options and more moves to make, which is a new perspective in a new game, right? Um, new strategies, uh, new ideas. And, uh, I think, you reflect on your experience 
of of when you were a pawn and when you had very limited options of movement of creative freedom of of uh let's say access as a reminder of the position you can always end up finding yourself in but also know you can you can come back from so it's not a it's not a negative uh but it is a an acknowledgement that you can be in a less advantageous position than you're currently in so it's it's an opportunity to have gratitude for your advancement on the board right and in your position uh but also a hunger to learn what this new position um allows for uh in many cases it allows for you to um try new things uh gain new experiences but it also comes with a new level of responsibility and i think uh i think respect for the game respect for your position and respect for those who um are playing the game is important mm, let's see what's up everybody who joined in and and respect just like a call uh, a foul or no foul in the game is subjective. So something you believe to be a sign of respect could be a sign of disrespect to someone else. Something you believe to be offensive is not offensive to somebody else, right? So um I think I was talking I was talking with some of the some some of the staff of the roots after training today, uh kind of bridging the gap between your job role in your job role and position on the field and your job role and position off the field right on game day the opponent is your enemy right your job is to figure out how to exploit their system break them down and win the game within the bounds and rules of the game right so with respect uh to the established rules of the game So pushing boundaries is necessary in in learning and breaking them sometimes is also necessary in learning. Um the experience you receive as a result of breaking boundaries um tend to be negative in the short term um but given the right intentions and commitment and work ethic and dedication can result in very positive outcomes in the long term and and those are experiences that you can utilize to your advantage as you uh as you earn or move into different positions or pieces on the board. <clears throat> ben, 
coming, you coming with it, bro. You coming with it. Um, but that's what it is, right? It's, it's navigating the system. Um, your coach's system of play, your organization's system of communication, um, your, the culture in a locker room, the, the strengths and weaknesses of your teammates, of leadership, of yourself, right? Like those all, those are all dynamics. Uh, those are all variables that, that influence the dynamics at play. And, um, learning when it's best to be a pawn and when it's best to be a queen and when it's best to be a king and a, a rook or a bishop, um, when it's best to uh, uh, play defense, when it's best to attack, when you're seen, when you're not seen. These are all aspects of the, of the game and uh, the decisions you make with the access to the information you you have available to you, right? So, um, what up, Serena? Joining in, soccer dad for life. What's happening, Muhammad? Joining in. What's going on, Mayra? Mayra, welcome. Uh, Leslie, stopping in. King T Gaming. Um, let's see, let's see, uh, how to make max and people are coming for you. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Ben Jemison and people are coming for you. Maybe question mark. Uh, Ben, people are always coming for you. <laughs> They're always coming for you, coming for your spot. That's what professional sports is. You know, there's only so many positions on a field and everyone wants your position um, I won't say everyone that's, that's too absolute. If given an opportunity, most people would gladly take your position or accept your position. So your job is to earn your position and then continue to do the work to maintain and keep your position. And in order to earn your position means those who would like your position are going to test you to try to take your position or earn your position for themselves, right? And that is the game. So uh, someone is coming for you. I won't say uh, everyone isn't, but someone is coming for your spot or your position. And... Um, uh, being prepared for that is your best chance at um, maintaining your position when they eventually get there because they're trying to get there and they're trying to stay there. Um, I like that. Ben, any uh, specific experiences or things you're seeing or referencing that we can maybe dig into a little bit there. Uh, McNasty, I have no idea. I don't watch that at all. So I, I, I couldn't give any real insight into that. Um, uh, John, oh, John said Michigan stars FC first professional contract been playing in lower division in Europe over the past few years. 
Love that, man. Congratulations. How does it feel to sign your first professional contract? Um, you have been putting in the work, hustling and grinding. What, what year did we, what year did we meet in person at the coaches convention? Man, what year was that? Was it, was that 2019, 2018? Okay. And while we're doing that, oh, um, what I also realized with where I'm staying right now, I'm only, um, I am only 30 minutes from uh, what is now PayPal Park. When I was playing, it was a Via Stadium. And the Quakes played last night. So I got to catch the last 15 minutes or so of the game, which was, which was nice. Um, good memories, good vibes here. And uh, see a few of the guys... Uh, post game for a couple minutes there. Got to see uh, Wando for a minute. Was happy to see him. Uh, always, always good to see him. Uh, keep on going. Want to see him play another ten years? Just never stop, brother. Uh, and uh, got to got to see uh, Jeremy Abobase as well too. Um, so good people, good people. And uh, the stadium is dope, as always. <clears throat> so, okay. So Ben's dropping in some other ones. Let's see if we got to choose different asset. Uh, huh. Excuse me. Marathon minute. Um, let's see. Ben said, so I've been running races each weekend for cross country and mostly it's respectable racing, but sometimes people race a little dirty, cutting me off or giving me a love shoulder in racing. Got it. What up soccer.gh, Mr. Chris, Chris H95. Welcome, welcome. And like I had let you guys know, it's a speed runner episode. We got about 10 more minutes before I am calling it an episode. So if you've got any questions, um, looking for feedback with relation to anything, make sure you drop that in here in the next couple of minutes. Um, so I can get to it. Excuse me. It's a momentary thing and you pass the person or they lose you, but I see them each weekend and soccer. It's probably even more prevalent since everyone is in close proximity for 90 minutes. Um, how to best react to players not wanting to play according to all the rules spoken and unspoken. Uh, okay. What's going on, Yoshi? Um, I think it's best to not react if possible. Sometimes it's hard to not react, right? Because it's a reaction. But I think the more experience you get, you're less likely to have a negative reaction 
because you've seen it before. So you can at least expect it. So if you're thinking of like, if you're coming in with the mindset of expect the unexpected, then as opposed to having a negative reaction or feeling to it, you can more shoot for a, a reaction of curiosity of, of, uh, of appreciation for seeing or learning something new, being shown something you've never seen before, almost like a new truth. You know, so it's like they're showing you the truth. You believe that. Yeah. So you're coming in believing that the game will be played by a certain set of rules and you realize and see that that is not the case. So it's almost having a sense of gratitude for the individual showing you what the actual rules are um, and how they play the game. Because at least it gives you an opportunity to figure out how you would like to play the game or if you'd want to participate in that game, right? Sometimes, sometimes the way in which people play the game or choose to operate isn't one that aligns with your principles or values and you, you choose not to do that. But, but by them showing you how they play the game, they're showing you, they're giving you an honest or they're giving you an accurate representation of where they are and where they stand. And that allows you to not associate or align with those who you don't, you wouldn't align with, understanding their true nature. So it's, it's thanking them for showing you their true nature. Um, yo, Paul joining in. What's going on, brother? Uh, Gabe, what's happening? Fab. Ben, hopefully that's, that's being clear. Let, let me know if that's making sense. <clears throat> um, you know, I think, I think of it almost almost like a, a magic show, like magic tricks, right? Like when you don't understand how the trick works, there's a certain type of experience you're able to have that you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily have access to if you know the technical inner workings of how the trick is performed, right? Um, but there is an, another type of experience that you can have when you understand the trick and how it's performed from a technical perspective when you have an appreciate when you have an appreciation for the art of the of the show right of the skill that's required to to perform magic right because it's a performance uh it's acts of misdirection it's it's uh it's creating a an, a, an experience of disbelief um uh And I think we, at the end of the day, we like, as humans, like we like to be tricked and deceived in a playful manner, right? Not, not with ill intent, but with the intent of, of positive entertainment. So you, you go to a magic show knowing that the, the magician's job is to trick you, to misdirect you, and to trick you. Like you're going there to be, yeah, yeah, that's what you're going there for because it's a show and you understand what it is and the level of skill of the magician 
is is showcased in the fact that you know that he is he or she is performing a trick. It's not ne- it's not necessarily. I mean, you never know. Some some of us are magicians. But I'm saying conceptually, you show up believing that it's not real magic; it's just a trick. Uh, but their skill set is so good that even if you know that to be true or believe that to be true, you're unable to discern the trick, which should give you an even greater appreciation for their abilities and what they're able to to pull off. Uh, because people are are hyper focused in on well, some people are some people are there just to enjoy the show and they they're there to be entertained and um and that's one level. But there are there are individuals who are there solely to figure out your trick and how it works, either to do that for themselves or to tear down what you've done. Um. So. So that's the experience you get going through the game and playing the game of being able to better identify those who are there to enjoy the show versus those who are there to learn from a deep technical understanding because they too would like to become a magician um, to, to your level or to a higher level. And those who are there to just learn what it is to tear down for their own ego or their own, you know, uh, you know, vindictive reasonings. So understanding and knowing that all those actors, actresses, participants are a part of the game. And uh, the skill set is identifying who those individuals are as early as possible. And then knowing how to handle approach and um, um connect and uh, show them a path that allows them to see why doing it together benefits them in the long run. Because those who are there just to tear you down for their own reasonings, whether they're, uh, you know, for super negative, we're talking about on the extremes for super negative reasons, they're doing it because they believe that it will be of service or benefit to them in the long run. So if they can see that tearing you down isn't of service or benefit to them in the long run, um, for their own selfish reasons, they'll choose to in most cases, they the the smarter move is to uh, to get on board as as they believe that's the best opportunity for them to find success, right? And everyone wants to find success. Most everyone wants to find success. <laughs> See, in terms of like the the game of clarification of where you're coming from, what you're saying, when you're saying it, it's, it's, it's important because people are listening and they only listen to what they want to hear. And, uh, taking you out of co- context is, a uh, is, is easy to do. And, and one way in which people justify why 
they'll do things that aren't in the best interest of the group. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a team sport, right? Uh, let's see. Pass. And we're coming in on 30 minutes here. So I'll cycle through these last questions that came in. Uh, John said, we met at Baltimore Convention January 2020. Nice. Uh, okay, so, and for being a queen or king or rookie example, I'm now either the fastest or second fastest on my cross-country team since the faster guy isn't on the team this year. I say fastest or second fastest because there's a freshman who I've been battling with for fastest on the team. I've won a race and he's won a couple races, hence coming for you addition. Love that. Eh? The younger generation's always coming for you, man. You got to be, you, you, you got to stay on your toes. Continue putting that work and remain consistent and dedicated. Uh, Paul said, NFT Quincy, looky eyes. Hey, uh, been working on some, on some things. Uh, uh, ben said, so the true magic is when someone can trick and misdirect you without putting a blindfold on and uh, on you, playing by the rules. Yeah, so the true magic is when someone can trick and misdirect you without putting a blindfold on putting a blindfold on you, playing by the rules. Yeah, I think um, the hardest way for people to accept, <laughs> it depends on how you want to present this idea, right? So presenting ideas is, is, uh, is, uh, important so let, let me think of let me rethink that uh, i mean tricking you is playing by the rules and blindfold is cheating as a metaphor so i'm tricking you is playing by the rules right and blindfold is cheating as a metaphor okay I, yeah so as your metaphor that's what i was saying i was thinking about what you said and uh, how you're presenting it and what you mean by it um yeah if if i'm able to trick you by by playing by the rules right that's 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 a uh, fair play, right? Uh, in your metaphor of uh, blindfolding you is cheating, but what if I blindfold myself and still trick you within the rules of the game? That would be magic, right? Because the rules don't say that I can't blindfold myself, but how would you react if I came on the field and blindfolded myself and played the game and then won the game? that would really get you to have to rethink your whole approach to the game and what you think, you know, and how you think, you know, it. And if, and when you get there and see that it then shows you what the truth is and what you decide to do. Once you learn the truth is the true test of character. And that test is a difficult one, a long one, and uh, will require a lot of sacrifice, a lot of personal development, um, self-reflection, and um, acknowledgement of ways in which you could have been better in the past and ways in which you've gotten things wrong and ways in which um, you, you could have been better prepared but that gives you a perspective and opportunity to 
speed run, right? The next time, um, which is kind of where, you know, I find myself here now with the with the roots, and uh, the long path and journey to getting here. Not only just from my time in MLS, but the the my time these past two years, um, with uh, you know free agency and the pandemic and and the transition of the league and the the new generation and the the new ways in which we value things uh the speed of technology the new opportunities that lie in front of us the platforms that we all now have access to um I think humanity is just redefining for themselves what is important. And we're all on our own timelines and timetables and seeing it play out um, from our own POV. So, yeah, I like uh, like the questions. Appreciate the questions. And uh, I think that was a dope speed run episode. Let's see. So John said, so that was one and three, four years ago. I learned a lot since then. Love that, man. Maybe we'll have to get you maybe to kind of write a summary on key takeaways, uh, uh, key takeaways from John this past one and three, four years. Uh, I think that'd be dope to reshare for the community on, on the platform. If you, if you're down for kind of writing that up, please, uh, do an, an email it to us at contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. Um, Leslie's helping us manage the account. So, um, we'll be able to create some, maybe some graphics around it, or at the very least just get the text up and out there because your experience is valuable. And, uh, I know, uh, a lot of, a lot of followers could, could, could learn a lot from you, man. Um, Ben Jamma said, blindfold yourself and still uh, trick when I'm in your head. Exactly. Magic speed run episode. It was a good one. Ex exactly. Uh, everybody, thanks so much for joining in this week. Um, like I said, go check out Marathon Minute Podcast. Um, uh, drop a drop an I'm in your head emoji over on, on their account on their most recent posts or all of their posts uh, that they've got. And uh, if you get an opportunity to re-listen to it, uh, maybe uh, drop your key takeaway, what you like from the episode on their account. Show them some love. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, and I will see everybody next week. Same time, same place, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. And as always, you know what it is. Oh. Ah. I'm in your head. Later, everybody. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.
Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode.